It only took four movies for John Wick to say his wife's name. This is John Wick Spoilers. This is Spoilers. Ah. Is that the only time? I don't fucking know. It just came to uh. me. I don't, I don't know. He probably said it every movie. What is her name? Helen. Helen. It's the last words that uh, John Wick ever says. You know, all 300 of them. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I am your host, Stevie, and tonight's a very special episode. We're going to be kind of breaking down um, John Wick 4, which I hope is the last official like John Wick movie. <laughs> no. And then kind of a broad overview of like, the entire universe. This is exciting. But my question for you guys tonight is very off the cuff. Um, there's, this is a skeleton crew tonight, so I'm kind of excited to hear what you guys have to say. If you had to send a fictional character to kill John Wick, who would you send? Oh, jeez. A fictional character. Any fictional character or in a movie? Any, bro. From any movie. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to make it a human when it comes to me. Well, I hope so. Because if not, I'll just send, I'll just send the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, you want to go? Uh, yeah, I'll go. Mikey recording from... Chicago, Illinois. Ooh, that's a good one, Stevie. My first thought is to go with, like, a video game character because John Wick is on par with his durability and uh, reluctance to die. Uh, so he just kind of respawns. So I'm going to say, like, Master Chief or something. Ooh, At least Master Chief has one. armor, so John Wick would be kind of useless uh, against him. So... <laughs> That's kind of the only... John Wick is uh, indestructible for a human. Yes. Uh, although he does get hurt a lot, but... He just doesn't die, so... Yeah, Master Chief would be my guess. Yeah, I'm gonna send Superman. Um, this... Just kidding, this is Brett from Fort Wayne. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. It's, we've been hundreds of episodes... Is this the only time this combination of hosts has ever been on? I think this, this is the first time that this three have ever done and, a yeah. solo episode together. An like, unholy trinity. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I know Mikey, me, and Pappy have done an episode before a long time ago. But anyway, um, I like this YouTube channel called Death Battle. Mm. And they actually did James Bond versus... John Wick. Oh. And I believe James Bond came out on oh, top bullshit. basically because because he has gadgets. Well, you know he's like I'm, I'm talking Daniel Craig James Bond, not Yeah, he's a Chuck fighter. Kyle. He knows how to fight. The brawler. He knows how to fight, bro. I'd still take John Wick. That's a good matchup. That'd be fun yeah. to see. <clears throat> I mean, but what is John Wick but a rated R James Bond, right? Yeah, I mean, it's I also true. I I think Jason Bourne's a better fighter. That's also a good one. Shaky camera. Very shaky camera. <laughs> Are you talking yeah, about... Yeah, I mean, John Wick would be sick. <laughs> I, w- I want to get uh, the uh, Jeremy Renner Bourne. That's who I'm going <laughs> to oh, no. draft. I'm going to get them big shoulders in there. <laughs> That's not even his name, though, right? No. He's not, he's not a Bourne. In it's that, still a Bourne movie, though. That's what it's called. It's a, it, it was uh, weird. Yeah, I don't know why they called it that. 
I mean, I, does it have to be a fair fight, Stevie? Because doesn't have to. Jason Bourne could. You just got to kill Jason John Bourne Wick. can just. I chose Magic. Snipe him from. I'll go. I'll, I'll go with Jason Bourne. I feel like Jason Bourne's also a pencil fighter and pen fighter too, if I remember correctly. Was that in like mm-hmm. the Bourne identity? It was a. It was a letter opener. Was that what it was? I thought it was like a blue pen. No, and and a like pen, a magazine? And a pen. No, it was a blue pen. Yeah, a blue pen a blue and pen. magazine, I thought. That scene was so good. Oh my gosh, that's such a good scene. Yeah, if you want to throw up, I hate that shaky cam shit. But just because there would be so little dialogue during this movie, <laughs> and it would be such a treat to see the durability and just anger and raw emotion from not speaking. I would say Max from Mad Max. I don't know how he would do it, but I feel like if a car was involved, and he's also just durable shit. Two car guys. Yeah, two car guys. You know. Why don't we, why don't we throw in uh, Dom Toretto in there as well? I was <laughs> waiting for you when you said car guys. When's Mikey going to say Dom Toretto? Maybe John Cena, a little Jason Statham. A little rock? I mean, Dom, like, Dom pretty much became like a superhero like by like the eighth movie, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe even before. I mean, he was he was cr- he was cracking highways for fuck's sake. I'm going to change my answer to John Matrix from the movie 1985 movie Commando. <laughs> Commando. Or <laughs> how about Neo? Maybe like a Johnny Utah Bodie combo. Awesome. Brett, I'll kick it to you. Kind of like where do we start in the beginning of John Wick 4? Where are we in the story? Because it seems like kind of chaotic in the beginning. I think we're uh, John Wick of Arabia, right? Yes, John Wick of Arabia. That is correct. Which I think I read was the actual sea, like the place where that movie was shot. Yeah, the cl- yeah like the but, cliffs um, b- b- like by when they were like horse riding. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. So he's kind of like wants to... In the third movie, he got his finger cut off, and he made a deal with with the elder. Yep. Because he he wanted to to have his life spared, I guess. I don't know. And uh, that deal just didn't really happen. It never really worked out. And he wanted his wife's ring back. Mm-hmm. And he wanted revenge, I guess. And the guy who it's kind of a theme in the movie uh, throughout this movie is. If you kill me, somebody else will just take my place. That's kind of like mentioned at different steps throughout the movie. So never, en- kills never ending anyway. Hydra. Yeah. Death begets death begets death. Well, there, uh, this world is 70% assassins. So. Oh my gosh. Everybody is totally cool with being a new assassin. So many. They're not very good either. Um, right. John, Some of them are John's good, good. The other guys. <laughs> well, yeah, John's really good. Mikey, what do you like? Speaking of new assassins, what do you make of Mr. Nobody? Mr. Nobody was cool. Uh, I like that I like he that. has his little dog with him to like kind of flank and distract and kind of mm-hmm. tear it, tear at other people. Uh, as far as the character, he doesn't talk much. I mean, he's a lot like John in that sense. <laughs> Uh, not a lot of dialogue going on between them and kind of just 
when they do communicate uh, towards the end of the movie, I think it's just like kind of a look that they give each other. I don't even think they say many words in that uh, final scene up the stairs, but um, he's a cool character. Uh, I like that. You know, you don't need a lot of background to any of the characters in these movies, and you just kind of like understand their vibe once they're on screen and you see them being dynamic and how they operate and you can tell that this guy is kind of like an outdoorsy kind of guy he's called tracker definitely uh, ex-military yeah pretty cool yeah he's a cool character i like him i mean i kind of want to get your guys thoughts on this too I mean, John Wick 4, the past three movies is pretty much John Wick surviving, right? John Wick being on the run. And like Brett said, I was happy they actually finally addressed, like, the path he was actually going down, which is there is no escaping this. But one of the complaints I saw about this movie, and it's... It didn't bother me, but kind of people don't understand. They're like, there's so little dialogue. There's barely any talking. It's all action. There's so much work that goes into those scenes and set pieces and sequences. Any director or writer would be begging to have more dialogue. Like, I promise you. Because there's very little di- like downtime in this movie. I mean, did that bother you guys at all? No, this movie, this movie series, wasn't it kind of like a love letter to action movies? Because it's a stunt double who directed... Uh, it's a guy who's known for doing action sequence. I don't know. His just, team, yeah. He has a big team that did a lot of the Matrix movies and stuff like that. But no, I mean, I do like dialogue. And I think I maybe had a little... Like, the excess in this movie was almost too much uh, at times. Um, I never really felt that way in the first three, but it doesn't bother me. I mean... I could watch John Wick kill people all day, so yeah. Especially when he's got such a cool gun. I mean, just now, nah, just go ahead, Mikey. Uh, no, I was just gonna say that I think uh, it takes kind of a little bit of a different sort of talent to kind of get the plot of the movie across without nearly as much dialogue as a normal movie, and it's kind of all done through the action, and mm-hmm. I, that's pretty unique to the series of movies. But also, I mean, I I like movies where I can just turn my brain off and I'm just like watching something stupid. Now, we try to do that with Fast and Furious and we usually don't like those movies. <laughs> For 90% of those movies, we're like, this is just a bad movie. And when you talk about these movies, it's like you can apply the same rules, but you actually end up enjoying it because it's a much more well-constructed movie and flows a lot better and when there is dialogue, it's way better than any dialogue in Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah. He does say family in this, kind of, doesn't he? They say family a couple times. His does adopted he? family? I don't, I don't have a family. <laughs> What's his actual name? Or is it Jandari or something like that? Jadani? No, I just looked it up. Crap, hold on. It's like, what is his actual name? Uh, John, yeah, I can't, Christ. John Vin, John Vinovich, I'm just kidding, I don't know. Um, no, like, John Vinovich is, like, right, I think. Oh, his There's Russian name? Like yeah, his actual, like, and that's kind of, like, unique to this series, too, is 
This guy was a hitman for the Russian mob that we root for endlessly for four movies. <laughs> yeah. It tells you the power of a dog, right? Like you're talking about a soulless mm-hmm. human being pre-movie who like has his dog get killed and we root for this man for four straight movies. Mm-hmm. Kind of brilliant. Don't mess with don't mess with dogs, dude. But Brett, we have a new villain in John Wick 4. What do you How did you like the marquee compared to other villains in the series? Okay, if I didn't like uh what's the guy's name in the first movie? Alfie Allen? No, no, I meant the main villain, the main Russian. Oh, I, I mean, uh, I Nyquist? Him. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If I didn't like him so much, this would have been my favorite villain. I, I love Bill Skarsgård. I loved him in this movie. I just like uh, the, they quote him Baba Yaga from the first movie, Rest in Peace. I like him so much. Those are my two favorites, and then I think it's kind of a drop-off. I mean, three almost didn't really have... Yeah, who was? I mean, she was more common? of an impartial. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, two was common. Was the the villain was the guy Santino. who hired him? Who hired? Yeah, who hired him and then put the hit on him. Uh, the third one, you had the adjudicator who was more of an impartial. I thought she was the villain. Person. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm gonna be careful. I don't misgender her that person, but <laughs> I no. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. I believe it's gender neutral, but we'll just say her because I think she was a her in the movie. Look at me. Look at me, huh? All right. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Stevie, what about you? I was a big fan. Did you like I was, Bill Scarter? I was a big fan of the marquee. I thought... So bad. So evil. I thought that they did a good job of kind of getting away from Weasel to like... Yeah, manipulative and calculating, which I know that's what a weasel is. But like, there's different like there's different levels in movies. You guys know this. Like, there's levels to this game, and I thought he was fleshed out and nuanced enough, where it's like, okay, I don't like this man. He's not just like a slimy weasel. That's what kind of like Santino was. I thought Santino was kind of weasel, yeah. weasel like, even though. I thought two was preferably like my favorite like villain death, um, but I would I'm kind of with you, Brad. I'm, I think the Marquis is probably number two, but God damn, did I love the dad in number one? I thought he was just yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. He's my he, I mean, he crushed I so that much. role. Like R.I.P. He actually, he crushed that role. Yeah, I believe he was dead by the time the movie came out. What a great last role! Oh, for he him. died. Oh, yeah, man. he's been. Yeah, he had like he was like almost dying of cancer when they were filming that Mm -hmm. movie, I think, but I don't quite remember. Hello, John. I heard about your wife. I'm sorry, my condolences. Seem to be fate, or happenstance, or just bad fucking luck caused our paths to cross once again. John?
Let us not resort to our baser instincts and handle this like civilized men to move on. What do you say? Enough. Yeah, I think that that's, pr- I mean, he's probably the most fleshed out villain is the dad, like the Ru- the Russian dad, number one, um, just because we, we, we get to spend a lot of time with him, even though this is a three hour movie. Um, I mean, we get some time with the marquee, you know, even away from John when he's like with Lance Riddick and Ian McShane, where, you know, he kills Lance Riddick. And blows up the uh, psychopath. Yeah, he, well, I mean, it's like I said, he's calculating. It was smart, like wh- the way he did it and what he said about it was actually kind of smart. But one thing I like this, I like what this movie did was it framed him very well, which is like this is a man of like opulence. Like, there's a great tracking shot. I can't remember if he's walking or, you know, we're doing a tracking shot to him sitting. But there's like these priceless paintings on the wall on both sides. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And, you know, you get to him and he has a solid gold, like, like an espresso machine. Just, you know, and when we roll up on him, when Mr. Nobody kind of goes to talk to him, he's in this giant, like, it almost looks like, um, what's that place in France? Is it Marseille? Versailles. Versailles. It almost looks like Versailles. I was like, oh, good God. Like, I, I like how he was framed. So probably second favorite villain. Yeah, that's another thing with these movies is like, they always look awesome like all of the sets are crazy like where they'll be fighting Uh, lots of glass lots of crazy art lots of statues and stuff like just absolutely crazy set designs and that's how you get like a lot of the like background or info into what's kind of going on and where you're at very cool how each scene looks like a different video game level and you're just like there to beat the shit out of everybody in the room and then like move <laughs> yeah. on to the next level very cool idea for like just a whole series of movies based around that premise speaking of next level mikey how'd you like um japanese continental that that was like my favorite so scene cool. yeah it was or the fire breath scene uh but yeah the the initial continent yeah dragon's breath uh initial continental Japanese continental scene. That was really cool. Uh, I love the uh, gear that those guys are wearing. Dude. Like the motorcycle samurai masks or whatever. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. Everything. All the set design and like the costume design. So cool in in this series of movies. Like every single movie. Very cool stuff going on with just the way that it looks. And then you throw the... The incredible choreography on top of that. It's hard to find like better looking action than any of these four movies. Yeah, I was actually listening to um, the newest episode of Rewatchables. They did uh, Indiana Jones 3. And uh, Bill was asking uh, one of the guys about a fight scene. He goes, I'm going to be honest. I just, after watching John Wick 4, I have a hard time talking about (laughs) fight scenes. From the 80s where it's just like... Where Harrison, Harrison Ford throws the slowest fucking <laughs> Nazi punch you've ever seen. And there's yeah. like a... Sound effect. It's just... Yeah. I, I, love, I love it, but yeah, it's totally different now. I loved the outside of that place. 
Yeah. Koi ponds and just everything just Dude, amazing. The lighting. Yeah, it's the lighting. Oh. The red, it's like the red and the black and the blue. Yeah. By the way, I was close. I'm really close. Giardani Jovanovic. Giardani Jovanovic. Okay. Giordano's. Giordano's of Chicago. <laughs> Speaking of it, Mikey, have you had Luminaldi's? Yeah. Okay. That's my favorite. I know it's uh, not a smart Chicago thing to say, but go ahead. No, Luminaldi's is dope. But everyone's like, you know, gotta go Giordano's. No, everyone that actually, like, I, I think that, like, I think Giordano's is probably more touristy. The thing is, Corey asked me, he said he was going to be in Chicago when he comes visit or whatever. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't eat deep dish pizza. I kind of just like. Yeah, that's get, the thing. I don't like deep yeah, dish. Yeah, I don't so. like deep dish. So I'm not like going to order it. I'd just rather get kind of thin. I think Paisano's is solid. Gino's uh, East. Gino's East is like solid for like thin crust. And also like a really good. Thin crust. I don't know if even it's still there. Um, Happy Camper in Old Town is really good. Like I'll, I mean, I, I was a little skeptical going there at first, but like that place is really <laughs> solid. I'm sorry, I'm cracking up thinking about who's gonna be editing this, and they're gonna be like, "What? Did someone just? Did they split this up? I mean, we're talking about John Wick, and I brought a pizza. That's my bad." Math teacher, Mark Math paper. No, it's that's perfect. But that's what you get on spoilers. Yeah, and. Quite frankly, it's like a John Wick movie. This is level to level, Brett. Yeah. It's just a new level, a new level. Brett, were you a fan of uh, Moulin Rouge 1, or as Normie would say, um, Rogue 1? Oh, yeah, I actually liked that from the beginning. I mean, I it's uh, I know you guys were, uh, you came around on it. Oh, I can't, that's like my favorite uh, Star Wars movie. But yeah, I've always liked like, that one. Yeah, that, that's like, I thought you guys did that on Swords and Shields. Yeah, we stuck up for it. Yeah, we like me and Mikey have always been like ride or die for for Rogue One. Also, we need to do another Swords, swords and Shields. That's uh, gotta happen. Yes, definitely. Besides, first of all, I don't know where you stand on the ending. If you think it's the coolest three minutes in movie history or not, I mean, I thought it was. I still think it's amazing that Darth Vader. But like the rest of it's like uh, you make it a, a great Star Wars movie. Without using lightsabers, it's a great, that's it's a great war movie. It's what, it's what Rogue One is. That's what people understand. Is that's a fantastic war movie. That's why Andor is so cool. Is because it's like it's a great prison escape movie. Yes, or a prison escape drama. Don't worry, Andor yeah. fans. We're gonna do a pot on Andor one of these days. But <laughs> Brett, what did you make of Donnie Yen going from blind Jedi to blind assassin? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Force is with him. He is with the. Yeah, I don't know what he says. I'm on the force, 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 force It's probably only the s- second movie I've ever seen him in, and I really like him. Oh, Donnie Yen's the man, dude. You gotta watch more. He's uh, good. Yeah, for sure. Being typecast as a blind martial artist. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed Strange to just movie. a regular martial artist, which yeah. he's also been. I thought he, I mean, he was probably my second favorite character in this movie. I don't know. I, I really liked him. Yeah. I liked how he had at least somewhat of a moral compass. Like John, I'm. He doesn't want to do what he's doing. Uh, he, it's obvious he regrets making a deal a long time ago. Uh, he's kind of been held hostage with it for ever since then. Probably how John felt for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think he was really cool. You owe me one. Yeah. I hope he doesn't get 
I'm guessing he gets killed at the end, even though I don't know how he... This is not going to sound like a joke, but I, mean, I don't see how he didn't, air quote, see that coming at the end. I mean... <laughs> Oh I guess, boy! I guess if Come not, on! I'm not, I'm not making it. That, no. <laughs> that was not supposed to be a joke. I'm just saying, he's so uh, into his senses. I'm just surprised he didn't like smell her. But I guess if he's got his guard down. Well, I mean, they were gonna have it go one way, but he left it open. So who knows what happens? Yeah, he did say, "I'll be waiting for you." Yeah. So, I mean, they did film it where he did die. And then they cut it back to where they just let it be. Oh, did they really? Yeah, they filmed it where he did. Oh. He actually did get um, sliced up and died. Um, Interesting. But then they cut it back to kind of that open-endedness. End- he did say he would love to do a spinoff. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Is that now the- what the next thing is? Is he not uh, in the next thing? See, I don't know if he's in Ballerina or not. Because you have Ballerina, Continental... And I know Keanu is like exhausted. Is he done? Is Keanu done? I th- <sighs> well, he's gonna be in ballerina. He'll be in a, ballerina. It takes place in between movies three and four. Yeah. Oh, I okay. Which I think is what, like a week or two? I mean, the whole series a takes place weeks? over like three months. Oh, I thought it was less than that, but I'll take you. The first two movies is like a week and a half, but then yeah. Three and four might be longer. It's a little more expansive in three and four, but I wouldn't mind seeing like a Donnie Yen Akira spinoff. I, I like Akira as a character, and plus, god damn it, did I love those seven foot long bows? Like those arrows they were yeah, like, that, cool. that were sticking people on the wall. I mean, it honestly you brought you brought up John Matrix earlier. It reminded me of Commando, like when he throws yeah. that giant knife the guy against the wall, and the whole Japanese. Um, Japan Continental sequence. Chastel Husky, I think, is a master at this, which is like he really knows how to like roll into a scene. Like you get like this slow roll, and then it's nonstop for a ten to fifteen minutes straight. Uh, he did this brilliantly in John Wick Two. Did it in John Wick Three um, with the Continental fight at the hotel, and he does it a lot of times in John Wick 4 and I feel like it was almost on perfect display uh, the Japanese Continental just from level to level to scene to scene also like he, I I mean I'm not smart enough to like, pick up on this I had to listen to interviews for it, like him to say this but like before they started fighting everything was lit red and then the minute the scene was actually going to take off everything got lit in green kind of like stop and go Mm. Huh. So if you rewatch that, like there you go. There's also like little things. Like, did you guys like the doorbells? Um, what Donnie Yen yeah. is putting on in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I wish he had like more of that kind of stuff, more trickery to, because he's basically a fucking blind Jedi in this movie, and it's like not making any sense how he's blocking half <laughs> this shit. But it's like, to me, I picture it like Daredevil. Like he used his other senses. But I liked the the doorbell thing. I thought that was really cool. And, I, and when he threw it up against the wall, I was like, what the fuck is that thing? I thought it was a mine or something yeah. that was going to explode when guys run past it. But yeah, it was pretty cool. I wish there was just more of that kind of thing with his character. More home aloneness. 
more home aloneness, more, more just like collector. collector, more pranks. Yeah, more pranks, more tripwires. I just want to know, like, give me some believability into how this guy is like Dude, apparently, functioning in this world. Apparently, they had to rewrite it because when Donnie Yen came on board, apparently he was like almost like mystical or magical with his powers, and Donnie was like, "This is stereotypical shit." And they really had to, like, pull back that side of his character. Unless they changed his name, too. Apparently it was going to be, like, Shang or Chang. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Asian shit. Typical Asian shit. There's 29 million people named Chang, but, you know, the likelihood. Well, they named him Kane. So it's different, okay? I do like the name Kane, especially he's got a because cane. Because he has a cane, yeah. Oh, yeah. It rhymes, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, as I say, Brett, did you like, I mean, we get a lot of new yes. um, set pieces throughout the series. Did you like their use of um, France, or I think they were in Paris, right? Like, did you yes, did yeah, you yeah. like their use of Paris? Because I felt like they were all over the city. Yeah, I mean, I I love the Arc de Triomphe. Uh, I again, that scene I might have gone on two minutes longer than it needed to, but yeah, that um, was the one that I also thought was just a little too long. Which scene? Yeah, the Arc de Triomphe. The, the Arc de Triomphe, the where they're going around in circles. Oh yeah, that thought, might have been. Thought it went on a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where my the excess comes in. Um. Also, when he's leaving the Japan set piece, that goes on for a while, too. He, like, fights, like, 20 people on his way out. Then he fights Donnie Yen. So it's kind of like, I could see, again, he's way better than anything I could do. And it's it's all awesome. But I, I like to see things where I think they could be taken out. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I think they use Paris perfectly. I mean, this, what's, besides maybe... I mean, what's a more famous skyline than Paris? I mean, New York, maybe. Uh, maybe L.A. from the Hollywood Hills, but it's one of the five most yeah. beautiful skylines. I mean, there's like no skyscrapers, really. And then freaking bam, Eiffel Tower. It's just gorgeous. I mean, it's it's awesome. And I think they use it pretty well. That's, I mean, they had to crap their pants when they're like, they decided they realized they're going to use that staircase. Yeah. Just think about all the amazing things that they could do. And they did a lot of them. The phone operators yeah, during that scene was pretty cool. Kind of. Yeah, that woman should be in prison, though, man. She's bad. She's a bad woman. <laughs> what would she do? But, oh, well. Uh, encouraging murder? She's obviously in on it. But yeah, that was really cool, though. I. I felt like the longer she talked, the less like um, euphemism she was using. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> more like, he's going to get away. You better make him die. I and mean, he's like, well, she's come a long way from using all these really weird. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that was actually really cool. I, I just like those. They're like. They're like uh, two minute scenes and they're just like, everything's. Written in a record book. We're writing it on green text monitors. Like, yeah. very old school, very, like, 1950s. Mm-hmm. We're jacking in to make calls and shit. Very interesting. To to build the yeah. world around these 
they're just like the logistical people of the, of the assassination world. It's pretty cool. Yeah, speaking of logistical people, how about Mr. Krabs as the Harbinger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I when I saw He's when a... I saw Clancy Brown, I was like, hell yeah. Are you ready to die? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! Oh! What is he in the Highlander? Oh, he's the bad guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I can never remember his name. I just know the Cohen D1. Why would anybody fight me? (laughs) Yeah, but like... like, Me and Pap were talking about this earlier because we were kind of digging on Oliver Stone and his complaints about the John Wick series, but this is original IP, and the way they've like expanded the universe movie by movie in an organic way, I I think it's brilliant because it doesn't give you all too much at once. You're just building and building and building and like even stuff with like the marquee or the harbinger and like going back to like old school rules, like a fucking duel. Like, I mean, those, (laughs) what kind of bolts were they using? They look like Civil War, just like stuff you like. It almost looked like balls you'd put like in a musket rifle. Well, I, yeah, I was actually looking at. I mean, in general, usually uh, revolver bullets are bigger, mm-hmm. uh, longer. That's why they made the smaller ones so they could fit in a magazine. But yeah, I meant to look at what those were. They're definitely old. The bullets are probably not as weird as you think. They're just yeah. You don't see revolver bullets that often. Let me see. I'll get to it. I, I was like, I kept thinking it was like a blunderbuss, which is what the pirates used to use. Yeah. The blunderbuss. <laughs> but it's cool because like Clancy Brown will just show up, drop some rules and knowledge. He just drops some universe, knowledge on people, and then everybody's yeah, like, cool. "Okay, yeah, that's the rule. Those are the rules. You're the harbinger, <laughs> pal. It's your it's your deal, guy. It's your deal." <laughs> and then like that's as much as the plot that you need to get from that character until like the next time he decides to hop in. Pretty cool, like. Just bare bones, like brain off. This is all about the action. Just Clancy Brown coming in with some rules, and then he's out. I mean, maybe that's like what made like the Marquis just like such. I mean, so evil to begin with is like he picked somebody else like as his champion. It had to be Donnie Yen, right? And mm-hmm. you guys brought up the stairs. And I've said this before in other episodes where I feel like a movie is like made for me. And part of me feels like the stair scene was a scene made for me for the simple fact, yeah. simple fact that like um, two musical groups in my lifetime brought back disco. One was Daft Punk, um, which they're from France. And the other was Justice, an electro duo. Hmm. Um, and they're from France too. And when they started playing their song Genesis, Right when the action started on the stairs, I got really excited. I was like, you got John Wick, 
Justice playing Genesis going, nonstop action. In that scene, that sequence, besides like the Clancy Brown cut of him checking his watch, um, was literally John going like up and through hell numerous times. You know, you get kind of excited when he gets near the top only to be thrown down the entire staircase again. Oh man. <laughs> he didn't do those stunts, did he? I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much more Keanu's body can take. Right, I, he's freaking 58 years old, my God. And like his weaponry, like Brett, you're a gun guy. Does it seem pretty smooth? Oh yeah, he, he knows what he's doing. Does he know what he's doing? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's good. He's got, he does something, uh, he does a little bit in this. You don't catch as much as you do. And I think it's the third one. He does what's called a brass check, which I don't trust myself enough to do. It's when you, you, uh, when your gun's empty, it'll pop back. You know what I'm talking about, Stevie. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, the rail pop back. And then you put the maggies in and, and then you do the slide rack. What you do, especially if you don't want to use two hands, is you see him reach over, over the top and he pulls the gun back just like a half an inch. What he's doing is he's checking to make sure that bullet actually got chambered. Really? And he does it so fast and so smooth. Um, I just wouldn't trust myself. I don't have the hands for it. But I'll try to send you what it is. But yeah, no, he he, he knows what he's doing. Brett, he's training. Have you seen those guns that he uses in the movies? Like this last one was like a ten thousand dollar gun. Which one? Dragon's Breath. It's called like a Pit Viper. The pistols that he uses. Yeah, it's a it's a TTI Pit Viper. Yeah, no, I'm looking at it right now. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's, and it, it looks really expensive. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, by the awesome. time he uses Glock 17s and Glock 19s, so, like, I know those. Um, but no, no, no. The stuff he uses, that's out of my price range. Yeah, those are crazy looking guns. So cool. I need to look. Oh, wow, this looks cool. <laughs> okay, so he does the TTI uh, Pit Viper. Yeah. That looks pretty fucking sharp. Not going to lie. And knowing John Wick, it's probably engraved with something, right? <laughs> you know, I guess that's a new gun. Yeah, and that's a that's an, another cool thing. Like Brett was saying, that maneuver that he does. And I'm looking at that maneuver right now, Brett. In three, it's like the brass check. Yeah, he'll do something with a different a different thing with a different gun in like every movie, and it's just like, oh, that's just how much knowledge he has. He knows every nuance of every gun that he's picking up and he's just picking shit up yep. like off of dead people sometimes like and he'll just be a master of it you know what you're told you're 100 right i think about that all the time people don't think about that enough mikey if you're like especially like a video game picture yourself in a video game i i, I know a decent amount about guns but like if i'm ever in that situation you know if i picked up a glock i would know how to use it but other than i mean safeties are in different positions um, it's just, it's not, everything's not universal. I mean, it's, handguns are somewhat universal, but it's... He's grabbing any and everything, though. He's just yeah. like... Yes, he knows what he's doing, yes, for sure. Yeah. That's what kind of bummed me it's out just, about him being, like, excommunicado, is, like, no more awesome scenes of him going to, like, the Continental Armory and just yeah. <laughs> loading up with, like... Guns. Lots of guns. You know, having a British guy being like, hello, sir, what do you need tonight? Like... Don't, yeah, you. It's not like the the magazine gun rack flying through the Matrix or whatever, but <laughs> it's cooler in my opinion. It, it feels very similar. Yeah, I just called it brass check, but press check as well. 
What were you gonna say, Mikey? Go sorry, sorry, Mikey. It's cool because uh, uh, yeah, like you don't need like a, a a montage of him going through like years of training, learning every gun that he's ever picked up or whatever. <laughs> it's just like he picks up like, a gun, he does something unique with it, something that nobody else around him looks like they can do, and then he just murders everybody. It's like, yep, he's a master with every gun. It's like four movies. Are there? Is there a single montage in these movies? No. I love that. I like, mean, I love, don't get me wrong. I like montages, but montage. I mean, there's, there's. Okay, I'll put it this way. There's no montages. There's really brilliant intercuts, um, especially in John Wick One. Yeah. Like one, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like the Baba Yaga, like kind of explanation from I forget Nyquist's first name from the dad, like explaining to Alfie Allen who John Wick is, like. John Wick prepping during that's a brilliant intercut, but there's no like legit montages. And as someone who's a big fan of montages, I don't think they really use any in these. Yeah, I can't remember any. I'm an evil man. Don't you bother with me. I'm an evil man. Don't you bother. Cause I empty your pocket Fill you with misery Mikey, you've kind of brought up Dragon's Breath earlier and I, I kind of want to come to you for this because, I mean, it read like a video game. What'd you make of that over-the-head shot? Oh my gosh, this oh is God, so dude. cool. <laughs> uh, this is like, there are several video games like this, like uh, Hotline Miami is all like mm-hmm. this. I feel like old-school shooters were like this. I think the True yeah. Lies video game is like this for Super Nintendo. Just top down, and you see Keanu working his way through, uh, what is it? I, I don't know, just like an apartment building or mm-hmm. something. And he's got yep. this uh, shotgun that shoots not only the the birdshot or whatever, uh, the buckshot, but also like flames come out of <laughs> the end of this fucking shotgun as well. And so you kind of just see him walking through and it's just like explosion around the corner, explosion around the corner. And he's just blasting just so many guys in like SWAT uniforms away. And it's like, you you could, you could put it like a controller in your hand and pretend that you're like controlling Keanu yes. in this situation. It's like very, it, it looks, it doesn't look like a movie. It looks like a video game more than it does a movie. It's very cool. I, I'd love to get some Dragon's Breath ammunition, but it's like, uh, what, practicality is that going to have? I'm not going to be shooting it at my house in the middle of the night. YouTube videos? <laughs> Don't shoot it in, inside an apartment, I'm sure is recommended either. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right there. Very cool scene. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be interested to see how they did that. I'm sure there's something on YouTube about that because that looks like it'd be a lot of fun to film. Uh, also, it's extremely complicated to film because I'm sure there's a yeah, lot of timing do to that? do with that. <sighs> Oh, I guess it's just bang and then, you know, a button, but it still looks so good. That's why like, I, I, I tried to kind of explain this earlier. Yeah, there's little dialogue, but when you have scenes like this, that takes so yeah. much prep work. That over-the-head shot, I promise you, is not easy. Like, in these scenes, like, I mean, we talk, we've talked about this in other episodes about how this is a big bugaboo of mine, which... This movie does on a whole other level. I'm t- like to our listeners, if you haven't watched a lot of action movies, go watch as many action movies as you can find after watching the John Wick series and tell me 
that you could find better like better like four movie run than this. The shots are oh, no, right. the shots they're doing in this movie from like hip up to full view is insane because action movies aren't shot like this because they take a lot of prep work and a lot of time. And sometimes the actors don't get their stunts right. Sometimes it's just not flowing right. So they do these close-up shots like they do in the Fast and Furious movies where the fighting just looks hard to read. And in this movie, you can read location, geography, who's on top, who's on bottom, who's in danger, who's in not, like all in one view. Because mm-hmm. this movie is shot so clean, especially when it comes to action and choreography, to fighting, to... and. I mean, this series also does a great job of like almost using the guns like swords, if that makes sense. Um, John Woo started that in the 90s. Uh, they have a freaking close-up fight with gun. Yeah, that's like... Mm-hmm. Gun foo. I'm not saying it's the only time it's ever happened, but that's definitely a crazy one. Like when him and Daddy Yen, he's trying to leave the, the Osaka mm-hmm. Continental. Yeah, they get like a close range kung fu gun fight. It's crazy. I'm going to watch this. I've seen this movie, John Wick 4, three times now. And, well, because I just, I have to conceptualize stuff in my head differently every time I watch something. But, what are you watching it on? Um, I, I bought it. My, oh, actually, okay. you know, I'll tell you what, nice. my father in law bought it on Voodoo, and I just got into his Voodoo. I've watched it three times now. And, especially during like Jet, like in Japan or even on the stairs scene, um, a lot of the hip up shots and full view shots. That's some. That takes time. Like that to me seems like Keanu put in a lot of work with his like stunt teams. And Chastel Heskey has a great eye for how to frame stuff and how to shoot things. Um, hats off to everyone involved in this movie because it's not normal to make movies like this, especially three-hour-long movies like this. That takes commitment. Yeah, that's the one thing about these movies is you're never like when when the action is going we talked about the born movies earlier and how it's so fucking shaky cam that close some, up and, and yeah some scenes you don't even know is jason born getting punched or is <laughs> the fucking other guy getting punched blackwater guy getting punched so in this and all of these movies there's nothing like that there's no shaky cam nothing no bullshit like that so you such a clean uh visual picture of all of the action and John Wick is like front and center in every action shot. So it's there's like, no hiding him. Yeah, you're you're never losing focus of John, which is the best part because he's always doing something crazy with guns or uh, jujitsu move or something to to kill someone. So it's like you want to see everything that he's doing, and the camera is never not focused on him. So it's so unique in that way which you you think is like that shouldn't be a foreign concept at all for any action movie you want to see the action but no like for the last 10 years it's always been so much shaky cam and everything where you don't see anything and sometimes it looks good but a lot of the time it it really does not look i I would say born looks the best out of it but it's like even then it's like that leaves something to be desired rip on born all you want <laughs> i love the born series <laughs> i love it too That's, those are my favorite before john Wick. without jason born we wouldn't have gotten casino royale you'd still have these terrible yeah. corny jason born killed pierce brosnan as you're right Bond because they're like nobody wants to see these corny movies anymore when you got something that like dark and gritty so they came out with casino royale which is 
arguably one of the best action movies of all time. Like, yeah, you're kind of talking about it. Like most action movies are kind of like you have to use like smoke and mirrors, right? So you don't get to see stunt doubles or all that crap like that. Like I know we laugh about taking a lot, like one scene where it's like twelve cuts. The gate, the, the gate, the jump the over a gate, remove the ladder. But like this, <laughs> but like with this, it's like you get to see almost everything. Yeah, because of how it's set up, and it's it, it makes a difference. And not only that, not only will it be framed great, but like the background is also awesome to look at as well. So it's like everything is cool to look at in the movie. Like I'll send you guys some links, and we'll, I mean, I'll try to post it. I'll have Josh post it on Instagram or even on our Patreon page. But um, maybe I'm saying his name wrong. I always called him Chad Stalhasky. Um Maybe it's Chad Stalski. I need to get that right. But Stahelski or something. Stahelski. That's what I've always heard. Of. Uh, yeah. Because um, he's making the Ghost of Tsushima movie. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. So this dude game, right? yeah. is like, listen to his interviews and the care he puts into his projects, whether he's a stunt coordinator, you know, he's a stunt guy, he's, you know, assistant director or full director. The care he puts into everything as a full-time director is so refreshing to hear from that. It's not like, oh, hey, you get, you know, Second team, go do this. He's like involved in everything. Like for, you know, for an entire project, which, you know, some directors, it's like, yeah, they always do that. But not every director is like that. You know, main director shooting versus second team. The care he puts into every little aspect of these movies. It's great. I I mean, go listen to him talk about his directing process. And you'll realize like this dude is probably going to be like Mount Rushmore of action directors. If not now, then very soon. You said he was a a stunt guy himself. Yes, he was a stunt guy. He would um, he had his team of like stunt like he was a stunt coordinator. He had a team. That's the thing is like a guy like that. He's gonna know all of the angles that like the action should be. Oh yeah. He, he's just gonna know. He knows what looks good and what should be on be in the frame. It's refreshing to see. Just like we're just gonna get a new guy in here, someone who's not like classically trained or whatever you want to call it by like like Spielberg standards or mm-hmm. Chris Nolan or anything like that. This guy is just a fucking stunt guy. He knows what looks good. He's done it before himself. It's just see what he can do. And it's very cool to see just a guy from outside the fray kind of make it look so good. Let me, let me pop in here something real quick with something really random that just made me laugh, okay? First of all, I was watching the movie, and you know, at the end when they're all standing um, at at the Sacred Heart, the Sacre Coeur, yeah, uh, and they're all standing, and I'm like, "Holy crap! Bill Skarsgård's a lot taller than everybody else." <laughs> what what's what? Funny is to me, I think of him as being short because I think of him as being the small Skarsgård. Right. So I actually looked up. I went to this thing. Is he taller than his brother? He's just about. He's he's listed six three and a half. So about six four six. No four way. Bill Skarsgård is six three and a half. That's he looks it in the movie. But anyway, we'll look it up. But then I was looking through. I, and I saw Sam Skarsgård, like six five. And there's a whole who's a that? List, you know, like which one is Sam? <laughs> Sam. I only I've know never two heard of that them. One. 
Well, there's the guy from Vikings. Right, that's Alex Alexander. And there's the guy from True Blood. That's not is that or the same yeah, guy? Same guy, Alexander. Yeah. Well, there. Okay. Well, anyway, so I looked up Sam Skarsgård. It says six five, and there's all these pictures. Alexander Skarsgård six four. Bill Skarsgård six four. Stellan six three. Elia, who's a girl, five ten. Walter six four. Sorry, I, there's Damn. a point to this. Gustav six four. Gustav. That says Peter Sarsgaard, 5'11". I don't know why that made me laugh. So Always much. picks last in basketball. A, he's not related to them. What? It's, oh, weird. It's Skarsgaard and Sarsgaard. Oh. I always thought that Peter was a Skarsgaard. Always. No, he's a Sarsgaard. He's part of the Sarsgaard clan. Okay. I, Dude, I always thought he was a Skarsgaard. But I just thought it was really funny. There's a Gustav Skarsgård? How tall is Stellan? Stellan? The dad. I, I, I want to post him up in basketball. 6'3". God, he's got an advantage on him. Stellan's 6'3"? <laughs> They're massive people. I always, the- thought, I, always thought Alex, right. I always thought Alexander was like the big one. I just yeah, always he's, thought- he looks huge. He looks massive. Maybe it's because of his shoulders that he just seems like a giant on screen. All right. Stellan's got a couple inches on me, but I think I could post him up. He's old, dude. Just take out his knees. Yeah. I mean, he's like one like bad fall away from using a cane. Give him the old Detroit Pistons defense. Give him the old complete- Bill Lambeer. <laughs> <laughs> a complete guide to the Skarsgård family tree. Yeah, what a giant family. I didn't realize they were that tall. That's kind of cool. But I kind of... Sorry, everybody. Yeah, another tangent by me. I love spoilers tangents. Don't... I will never get <laughs> mad at this. Brett, what did you make of the last duel? Yeah, the whole time you're nervous because it's like, well, you like Kang. Yeah. And you want him to be able to see his daughter again. Uh, he didn't want to do this. He didn't want to be involved. And you obviously like... Um, John Wick and you want him to be able to be out because Brittany made a comment and I was kind of thinking the same way but I didn't think they'd do it. She's like, oh, I thought they were both going to shoot Marquis. And I was like, yeah, but then they don't get what they want. They're both going to end up being killed by the the table. So this was just a really cool way in my opinion. A, it's a change of pace. It's a curveball. You get satisfaction for the Marquis he is being arrogant. He's he's probably too smart for that, but he just, I don't know. Like he goes from thinking he's going to die to be able to put a bullet in someone's head that he promised he could kill. So he just, they, they got it right. He's just being arrogant. He's not thinking. So I thought it was cool. I mean, yeah, we could have had another drag out fight, but like we said, we, get, we just had a 15, 20 minute staircase <laughs> thing. We don't need, we don't that need was a go long sequence. John Wick can say two or three minutes all he wants. That was way longer than two or three minutes. But I love when they're going up the second time and he goes, what does he say, nine or 12? I love that. Yeah. And because, yeah, I mean, it's like you take nine o'clock, I'll take 12 o'clock. I just thought it was really cool. But what do you guys think of the ending? Ian McShane's delivery, I can't remember exactly where he said, but he was just like, 
What do you call him? Like you stupid fucking he, he bastard. Aired, he or arrogant bastard. You arrogant mm. bastard. He didn't shoot. And like mm. the look on Bill Skarsgård's face is great. He didn't shoot. Consequences. Everything happened so quickly after that, which is like Kane just going, am I good to go? Like, can I please just leave? Yeah. And, you know, Mr. Krabs, you know, sends him on his way. And I'm sorry, Clancy Brown, I will always call you Mr. Krabs. That's how I, I've known you <laughs> since I was eight years old. Um, See, I've always known him from Shawshank. Yeah. <laughs> He's, by the way, his name is the Kurg or Kurgan. Oh, in Highlander? In Highlander, yeah. Oh, I think it was the Kurg, right? Both. I mean, yeah. He's Kurgan, but they called him the Kurg. I the believe. Kurg, yeah. I think I know what you guys are both going to say, but better staircase possible death scene, this one or Blade Runner 2049? Oh, he's I not like dead. both a lot. He's not dead in 2049. <laughs> I thought it was ambiguous. Yeah, it's ambiguous in 2049. It's not ambiguous I don't here. Think he's he's dead. definitely dead here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen people being like, he's not really dead. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, to say he's not dead really takes away from the entire flipping movie. Yeah, and you're right. Like you said, he's he's got to be freaking exhausted. Like, he, he didn't want to do... He wants to do, like, maybe a, another comedy or something, but this is, like, so much work. This is a lot of work, and, I mean, as I said, this movie is a great way of framing. I liked how... I think it would have been a little off-putting for John to die in the church. I think, like, it was good that he didn't die at the bottom of the steps, but to die, like, right in the middle, I thought was perfect. Which is kind of what they say at the end. He's, like, neither in heaven nor in hell. Um, But I, and, like, you know, the sunset coming up, John just tired and saying, Helen, or, you know, Winston, take me home. I loved that. Because they were mentioning it all movie. And a little bit in the third movie, too. There is no way out of this. Like, you know, I think they said, like, those who cling to um, death never live, and those who cling to life um, never die. I think that's what they how they framed it at the end in the duel. Something like that. Yeah. And to see, like, John, you know, kind of die in his own terms but also make it available for Kane to live a life I thought that was neat and to see the Bowery King with John's dog and Ian McShane at the end, there at the end at his grave I really hope they just leave him in a goddamn casket I really don't want to see the return of John Wick I really don't what about, what about vampire John Wick Those who, those who cling to death live, those who cling to life die. Yes, okay. I, I never, I don't know if I'm making too much of this. Let me know if I am. The whole time, Marquis like, you're not going to do it. You're not, even if you win, you're not going to quit. We never really get to find out, like, because he dies, so he never really has to decide. And maybe the Marquis was actually right, that that's the life he knows 
and even if he won and got out of the thing, he he would he would always be a killer. But since he dies, it's kind of like he doesn't have to stress about that decision. I don't know. Ian McShane kind of has a angel, you know, on your shoulder moment throughout a lot of the movies, which is he kind of makes John aware of what his existence is. You know, in the third one, he was like during the siege, he's like, John, I need you to do what you do best. And John's like, what's that? And Ian McShane so bluntly just goes, hunt. You, Jonathan, do what you do best. What's that? Hunt. You know, in the second one at the end, uh, when Keanu Reeves or John Wick tells Winston at the end, like, whoever comes, tell them I'm going to kill them. I'm going to kill them all. And Winston just replies, I know you will. And in this one, you know, he tells John, like, what he needs to do, which is kill. So he's kind of always reinforcing him, like, this is who you are. And yeah. I think breaking the cycle the way that, like, John did it. Because in my opinion... Kane and John were gaming each other the entire time they were dueling. I think I think definitely at the end they were. Yeah, I mean, they, you're probably they right. were gaming because either one of them could have killed each other in one shot. Well, remember it's John's using his left hand because yeah. Kane stabbed him. Yeah, that's right, and also Kane's blind, so that kind of yeah, takes well, it into account. Yeah. That doesn't but, matter. No, it doesn't matter at all. He's fine. He can see just. But as were well. you guys satisfied with the ending of John Wick? Yeah. Going out like this, I, th- I think that's the, it's the only way to end it, right? Oh yeah, my my biggest disappointment was like a week later they were like, "Oh, John Wick is coming back, dude!" I, the, all I of the, the announcement. I thought I heard that too. That's why I, I, I sure saw that John Wick Five was in pre production. I was like, uh, "Okay, that's what I'm saying." Is there like another John not, Wick right? movie, The Continental and Ballerina? I could have sworn I saw John Wick Five also. It's in pre, but I, Chad Stahelski and Keanu both have to be exhausted. Like, there's, there's no way they're like, hey, let's roll right into it. I mean, the studio tried to make this two movies, and Chad said no. I mean, it basically is. It's three fucking hours. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think this is such a great write-off into the sunset ending. It is. It's a mistake. It's, it's so satisfying. I hope John Wick is just Winston, like, doing John Wick things. I mean, if it wants to be a prequel or whatever and have him be in other shit, like, fine. I don't have to watch that. Or if it's good, fine, I'll watch it. But the four movies, I'm good with. I think the four movies is great. I, I like where it begins and ends. Yes. It's, it's like you said, think about it. Like, name a four movie. Well, I guess Shrek. I mean, I guess Toy Story. That's unfair. But, like, non, like, actual live action. That. I mean, all the scores are like in the 70s. 70s are better. That's insane. People get tired of it. On IMDb, all the first three movies, 7.5, and then the last one, 7.9. I've never seen something that consistent on no, IMDb. You're right. 7.4, 7.4, 7.4, and 7.9. Yep. But not only that, critics like them too. How I'd rank the first one is a 9. Number two is a 10. Number three is an 8.5. And then number four I have as a 9. So it's like... In my brain, I'm trying to rack four movies with the same character in the same storyline, in the same everything, same like lead actor, same director that came out within, what, nine years of each other that are this good. I mean, this, four movies. 
for like a single franchise. That's not based on anything else. It's its own thing. Yeah, an original IP. That's fucking crazy. And it's like you said, it's it's the same story. I mean, you they, they obviously add stuff, but it's one story that you tweak a little bit as you go along. But it's not like like Toy Story. I haven't. I, I know this is going to be blasphemy, but I haven't seen two, three, or four. Two is. I'll, t- I'll say this. Two is heavily underrated. See, when I remember when two came out, people were saying this is the best movie ever. But I feel like retroactively, it's not thought of as that good compared to the other ones. But who knows? But I don't know. They're all different stories, right? Yeah. Like this is like uh, starts here and then two months later it's over. It's just crazy. You you got to come up with a good story right away. And they did. It, who wrote the script? Did he write it? Uh, Chad or whatever? I don't know. Um, I got it out. Uh, sh- based sh- on characters by Derek Kolstad, Michael Finch, and Shay Hatton. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Shay Hatton, born in 1994. That's... Wow. Wow. He did Army of the Dead, Day Shift. Day Shift? Terrible. Let me just tell you right now, that's a bad movie. Was oh, it bad? Yeah. Bummer. Army of the Dead? Is that also a Netflix one? That's also very bad. That's the Michael Bay yeah. zombie one. But he was on yeah. three, John Wick three, and then he... Oh, was he Army of Thieves? Well, I mean, I guess give him some credit. He's freaking young. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I just kind of vent on what I think this series is. And I think it's all time, all time. Yep. It's good. Not even Godfather could stick a landing on number three. I know people like the new one, Coda, but like... Uh, yeah, but th- yeah, that's a little unfair because they had to... I, I know. ...change a story last minute. But yeah, I'm with you there. It's, I mean, not even the orig- the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans could pull off three in a row. Oh, yeah, no. You're talking four oh, in a yeah. row. That's a good point. That's a real good point. Four in a row. Like, Terminator couldn't pull off two in a row. Aliens couldn't pull off... I mean, Terminator pulled off two in a row, not three. Aliens pulled off two in a row, not three. This is Avengers did three out of four. They couldn't even do two in a row. Like, one, three, and four are good, but yeah. two wasn't good. Two was no good. I mean, that's all brand... Huge universes, all different IP, yeah. stuff to play with. This is a singular story that probably takes place within, what, four months? And I just... I think it's such a credit. I, I'm, I, I'm going to think about it, but... Four movies in a row. This is an all-time series. It's an all-time character. I think Chad Slaheski can right now go on the Mount Rushmore of action directors. I really do. Oh, yeah. And I think Keanu Reeves, like, cement... People forget Keanu Reeves was on a serious downswing before John Wick. I mean, a serious downswing. I remember when I saw the trailer for John Wick, I was like, oh, God, that looks bad. Yeah. It's, I, like it's it seemed embarrassing because the trailer was yeah so I'm thinking yeah I'm back. I they like, played oh, that everywhere like I'm cringe. thinking I'm back yeah and well it was supposed to be a DVD movie wasn't it it was supposed to go direct to DVD was it really I think that's what the intended purpose for it was God and they struck gold with it because I saw that in theaters at Encore um, opening night and I remember calling Pappy which I mean I'm not gonna embellish this at all. John Wick somewhat started this podcast because nice. I, I like called him immediately afterwards. I was like, 
hey, don't make fun of me. Keanu Reeves uh, just has this new movie that came out. It's like a a modern Western. You have to go see it. And then he went and saw it. He called me. We talked about it for like an hour. And then like a week later, he was like, hey, we should probably record our thoughts about movies. So John Wick kind of started spoilers in a way. Thanks, John. Thanks, John Wick. Yeah. 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 I'm going to want some credit. I think I started this pop. Chances are, this, there's a movie franchise that has a chance. What do you think about Avatar? Avatar? Oh, buddy. I did call it Avatar the greatest looking movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, that, the water was like incredible looking. Yeah, I've never seen a movie look that good in theaters. I mean, I think they got pushed back to like 2030, so we'll see. 2030? <laughs> what? Is that James a joke Cameron, or is that real? He's waiting for that tech, bro. He's waiting is he still, for that tech. Is, how old is he? He said Avatar is going to be the last thing he ever does. How old is he for real, though? How I think he's like 68 or 69 years old. He still got... He doesn't look that old. Uh, 54, 46. Oh, man. 67? Almost 67? Uh, yeah, he's old. Also, we're banking on the next two to be at least 7.5s on IMDb. To be at least I'm, bangers. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be, but like they're they're not out yet, so... What are they? I mean, the first two are really good. Avatar's got a shot. Yeah. That's right. Way of Water is 7.6. Way of so Water is really 80, good. 80, 80, yeah, 7.9, 83 on the meta score for Avatar. And then Avatar 2. He's. But I will admit, I will admit, I mean, John Wick's definitely, I would say, definitely more rewatchable. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Cause like, so 7.6 and then 67 meta score for Way of the Water. I mean, I, so, I didn't even bring it up because I'm kind of going to hop to some other topics here now that we're on it. But, like, the club scene in this movie would be, yeah. like, an all-timer for any other movie franchise. But, like, since we get four movies of this insanity, it kind of falls by the wayside. Well, because the club scene in the first movie is so good. And in the second mm-hmm. movie, too. Uh, when they're, I think it's in Italy in that one. But yeah. John, Wick, John Wick does club scenes really well. And the poker scene was really cool. Poker scene was really that guy was like diabolical. And I know I've been like praising this series to no end. The only thing I have a bugaboo about within the four, number four is I thought he fell out of. I thought he fell from too high too many times. That's like my only gripe. Fell. I mean, the fall at the end of three should have. I know. It, so many bones. It, if not, kill them. Fool me once. I'll, I'll take the third one. I'll take number three, but it's like this. It kind of got a little repetitive in this one. That's my only gripe in what has been just an absolutely amazing franchise. But Mikey, I'm going to kick it to you first. Rank your John Wick films. Oof. And then, on the mm. tail end of that, if there is a number five, what do you want to see? Uh, the first one I probably watched the most, but I do want to watch four again. And I started two a little bit a while ago just to get a refresher in my mind. And I really like that one. But three is definitely the last. All right, let's get that straight. Three is last for me. Same. Uh, I can't remember much about that one, but 
Also, John is not moving his swiftest in that one. It seems to be Keanu at <laughs> some of his, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, somewhat at his heaviest or something. Not, I mean, he's an old guy. I don't give a fuck. But like, he's still moving and grooving and shooting fucking everybody. But you, you can tell that the stunts just aren't nearly what they are. Even in four, like in four, he's dude. He's, he's moving fucking. Forward. He's moving. Yeah. <laughs> so he got in real good shape for this or whatever. But he. It's not the same for three. I don't know what's going on there. Three is the worst action. So three is last. Uh, I'm not ah, one, four, two, three, I'd say. And then what I want to see in five. Oh, my gosh. I'll just give you like a a bad guy. I want to see. Let's get Jason Momoa. He was so good in fast 10. Fast X or whatever. I want to see him in John Wick just to see what he's going to do, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what I, I honestly, I don't want to see John Wick five. I hope I it's over. I, I don't know. want to see any more. And I want it to just end because it's nice to have some things just end uh, and not be driven into the ground. Uh, I don't know. Maybe just, let's just get a different character. It doesn't have to be called John Wick. Don't call it that. That'd How about Jane Wick? No. <laughs> like Jane Bond. I don't know, Steve. What's this ballerina thing supposed to be? It's about the the daughter cool. of the Osaka guy. Um, it's Anna. Or it's about Donnie Donnie Yen's daughter. Anna Anna de Armas. Yes. Yeah, uh, oh, is it? Oh, uh, where the what? Ben Affleck's old boo. Um, is this a TV show or a during movie? During his his donkey's phase. Um, this is a movie, and supposedly. Uh, Bill Skarsgård is watching her during this movie when he's watching the ballet scene. When he's watching the ballerina on stage. Oh! Yes. Taking place between the events of John Wick 3 and 4, ballerina assassin Rooney hunts the murderers of her family. Yeah. Okay, see, ballerina sounds interesting because we did get those three minutes in uh, the newest James Bond where Anna Darmus was kicking a lot of ass and that was really cool that was like the best scene in that i just need James full Bond view movie. like if, if she's doing full view like if they're doing full view stunts i'll be happy with it i just don't want to see close-up nonsense i mean that's what james bond she was amazing mm-hmm. in that that was really good stuff yeah she was good um uh actually stevie the character that she plays is her character's actually in john wick three. Oh, was it three okay but she's played by I don't know, a different person. Mm-hmm. Can we like, we like can all agree that Ian McShane's usually pretty awesome in whatever he does, right? Yeah. Ian McShane? We like Ian Mc- oh, yeah, McShane. I, we like I, Ian McShane, right? I love him. Yes. Okay, yeah. He's he's good in everything. I've He's been around a long time too. Oh, okay. So she gets, she's the one that's like on her tippy toes uh, when it's just her and uh, Marticia Adams and she's got the tattoos on her back. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it could be out of the armist, but yeah, it's played by somebody else. Norman Reedus is in it. Oh, wow. Uh, Angelica Houston's back in it, obviously. Gabriel Byrne, who I like. I don't know if you guys, you guys ripped on him during the Usual Suspects pod. This is for Ballerina? Six years ago. All Ballerina, yep. Norman Reedus is going to be in Ballerina? That's interesting. That's end of yeah. days, Gabriel Byrne, to you, pal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's stranding. Yeah. Norman Reedus. Uh, I, I think it's the man in the iron mask. <laughs> Gabriel Burns. But yeah, it's supposed to have Ian McShane and Keanu Reeves in it too. I mean, how much they're going to be in it, I have no idea. But yeah, I mean, I'm with you guys. Like, that all sounds cool. 
John Wick 5, I just don't see what they're going to do with it. Yeah, John Wick 5 does not sound cool. I'd rather get a PT video gamer movie than John Wick 5. Like, Norman uh, Reedus, let me do. If Norman Reedus is going to be in Ballerina, they better be making a PT movie or video game. It. <laughs> it's the scariest video game I've ever played in my life. So much was What's promised. <laughs> it's not happening. Give it up. That dream's dead. It'd be cool to see like the worlds continue to get built out, which I'm sure is what they want to do with this continental thing. It's just I don't want to see John Wick in that. If it's like, what are you gonna? Yeah, de-age Keanu for that, or what? clearly it's not going to be about a young Keanu. I'm guessing, I'm guessing it, it's going to be. Oh wait, so if she was the, if, what if her family was killed by Zero and the two other guys, and that's the only time we're going to see John Wick is he he walks in there. I don't know. I, I'm, Zero was good. I liked oh, him. Oh yeah, well yeah. Zero was good. I like how like they have, they have a ton of respect for John Wick. Mm-hmm. I think some of the raid, a lot of the raid guys were in uh, number three. Yeah, I they were. They were for sure. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm gonna go. I'm with you. I've I've only seen obviously I've only seen four once. I think I've only seen three once. I've seen two probably twice, and I'm gonna go one, two, four, three. Here's the thing, and Stevie asked me a couple years which one I like more between the first two, and I said. The first one, because I think from the moment that Alfie Allen walks into uh, John Leguizamo's car yeah. place to the end of the Baba Yaga scene is like movie masterpiece. Like it's it's so, so cool. And here's one scene that didn't do it for me in number two that I think people liked, but it was too corny for me is when him and Common are walking Common's <laughs> up top. People hate that scene. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. It's so corny. And they're like shooting. But other than that, they have great fight scenes and that's a great movie. But so when you put those two scenes together, plus the first one's got... uh, William DeFriend? Yeah, William Defoe in it. So, you know, it gets... it, It takes number one for me. Yeah, three is not great. Well, I mean, it's great. They're all great, but yeah, it's it's a the lesser. So, but yeah, one, two, four, three, and I'm with Mikey. I don't know. I don't really want to see a five. Uh, if he wants to, if they want to do cliche and have him train the next guy, I don't. That's fine. I'll, I, if it comes out and says John Wick, I'll watch it, and I'm sure it'll be better than. Yeah, average, I mean, I, it, it doesn't. It's not necessary. Yeah, if it's directed by this guy chad stahelski it's gonna be you gotta have faith in him at least action yeah it's gonna be good action you would at least assume all right what about you stevie so i think john wick is a series where someone could say any of them is their favorite movie and i'd be okay with it like i mean i i think there's i mean they're not interchangeable they're all very different they all have their own scenes but if you know someone has an aesthetic they prefer or a sequence they just downright love. It's like okay, even even if it's like three was someone's favorite. But like yeah, Halle, um, Halle Berry's dogs are cool as fuck. Yeah, um, yeah, that's cool stuff. Yeah, like that's cool as shit. So I, my order, and they're so close. Like the top three are so close. I mean, I, I was very close to even picking number four as my favorite because yeah, I was watching again today. Like 
it's a directing masterclass of how to do action. But I will yeah. go two. Um, that took the first movie to a whole another level. I'll go one. Like you said, Brett, from the moment that Alfie Allen walks into John Leguizamo's shop to the Baba Yaga scene, it's just nonstop. And like that sequence there, it's like a 10 minute stretch is absolute masterpiece of what John Wick really is. Um, it's just brilliant directing and it's also great music. And so I'll go two, one, God bless America. Do I love number four? I know people said, hey, this scene lasted a little bit too long. Hey, this could be shorter. Hey, it had a lot of fat on it. I don't care. This is John Wick. This could have been a four-hour movie, and I'll keep watching it. Yeah. And then, uh, then I'll go three. I absolutely love um, The Continental, the showdown for The Continental. I really like The Bowery King in number three. I also love Halle Berry and her dogs. There's just some great moments in number three as well. There's, there's great sequences of great moments in all of them. And I'll probably watch them all again. And I might have a new order next year. I don't know. <laughs> Five at number one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How amazing would that? That'd be amazing, though. If Five came out and it was a number one for one of us. When the bow tie is so good, it's like, why? Why make another one? Yeah. Like, you've, they've really capped it off with number four. And um, it just... Uh, I can't picture a number five. I would like to see... Lawrence Fishburne, the Bowery King, using his connections of those that like, like he said, it was it in the second one, like we are those you don't want to see or society like refuses to see using his connections throughout the city to escape for helping John Wick or like housing him. I would like to see that versus there's nothing in the casket. You know, I, <laughs> I'd much rather see that. I, I think... It just ended so well. We have the Continental coming with a young Winston and a young Lance Riddick, or a young Sharon. And we also have Ballerina, which Anna Diarmas, who knows, might get her own four movies, you know, run. I don't know. But I think for now, John Wick just needs to be dead and call it a day. I started laughing, thinking about how mad you would be if they did a prequel about like young Winston and maybe young Charon, Charon and Winston was played by Timothy Chalamet. Oh, for fuck's sake, dude, why are you going to say stuff like that? <laughs> It'd be perfect. They look exactly the same. Why do you have to say stuff like that? <laughs> it popped in my head. I'm like, oh my God, that's so funny. God. Yeah, do you guys have anything else to add? Nope. This has been fun. It has been a fun pod. Mikey, you good? I'm good. Give me one second. Let me pull up my trivia question. I did bring trivia. <sighs> I know. It's quick, never, though. It's, a, it's Mike, the closest to. Never get away from it. Relax. Mikey loves it. As long as Josh had no input on the trivia, I'm I'm good. Because that seemed to get my goat. Well, Jordan's not on here, so you can't help him win. Yeah, that's true. Hey. I'm thinking I'm back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. God, it's so crazy. This how- is like, I think Brett probably has the best shot to win this. But I want to see where you guys go with this. So I'll, I'll read off the list in a little bit. But what are the most expensive, what is the most expensive gun 
or gun pair ever sold at auction? What's the price? Gun pair? What do you mean? Like it may be one gun that was sold at auction that was the most, or maybe it might have been a pair where it was like, okay. there's actually a pair. They were set. Let's start. I want Brett, you're the gun guy. Um, we'll start with you. Closest to. Okay. Gets to take us out and also air out any grievances or anything you're excited about in life, whether it pertains to movies or anything at all. Okay. Okay. Auctions are just, it's like, you could be so high. I know. Um, I'm going to say something stupid. Um, I'm going to guess it was Billy the Kid's double pistols, six shooters, and they went and auctioned for $1.4 million. Survey says 1.4. All right. Mikey. Hmm. Hmm. Who's a famous gunslinger? What's his name? Jesse James? Yep, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, I'll say maybe his pistols for, gosh, oh, 800,000. Well, the pistol that killed him uh, was the seventh most expensive gun ever sold at auction. Robert, Robert Ford? Uh, it was a Smith and Wesson, uh, forty-four. Yeah, you know what? What's the rifle that killed JFK? How much is that? Well, he, he broke it down. I'm not that patsy. So let's go through the list. Coming in at number nine was Hitler's Golden Walter uh, Walter PP. Oh God, who oh, bought? Geez. Why did anybody buy that? Yes, I hope that dude destroyed it. Went for one hundred and fourteen thousand dollars, or gave like. I don't know. That they went to charity or something. It was gold, though, you said? Fuck. What's that? Yeah, it was gold. Wow. Wyatt Earp. I almost guessed Wyatt Earp. Wyatt, Wyatt. Earp's Colt 45 and two zigzags. Revolver. <laughs> went to auction for $225,000. I think we're going to. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to be way be under. Low. Yeah. The 44 caliber Smith & Wesson that killed Jesse James went for $350,000. Oh, yeah. And number seven, Teddy Roosevelt's double-barreled shotgun. This magnificent bastard, coming in at number six, went for eight hundred and sixty-two thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah, way under. Texas Ranger Sam Wilson's Colt Walker went for nine hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Was he one of the guys who killed Bonnie and Clyde? Um, oh look up Sam Wilson. You said. Yep. Yeah, you have to look that up. I'm not reading fast enough. Colt Patterson revolver. Um, this oh was the first ever repeating pistol ever made and patented by Samuel Colt. Went for nine hundred. Went for nine hundred and seventy-seven thousand five hundred dollars. Coming at number four. Coming at number three. Gold inlaid Colt model eighteen forty-nine pocket revolver. Um, I'm guessing this was. This had to be like a first edition of some kind, like serial number one or something. Good God. Uh, went for $1.1 million, coming at number three. Uh-oh. Simon Bolivar's Flintlock Pistols. Oh, Jesus. Uh, this was during the South American Revolution. Yeah. Uh, he helped establish first Union of Independent Nations, yada, yada. Bolivia. Yeah, okay, yep. Uh, his pair of pistols 
uh, coming at number two, fetched $1.687 million. Starting to think I was going to be real close. Brett, you were exceedingly close. Coming in at number one, this is pure America at its best. George Washington Saddle Pistols. Ah. The pair went for $1.986 million at auction. Nice. Brett, you are the winner. Take us uh, out and say whatever you want on the way. Uh, I don't think I have any grievances. Uh, I think the people that didn't like Ted Lasso season three, I think he didn't want to like it. Um, I agree with that. I, I hope they make a speaking of spinoffs. Like I hope the guy that's not the last to see Roy Kent, <laughs> please bring him back in some capacity somewhere. Um, uh, what we do in the shadows season five comes out next month. Check that out. Watch seasons one through four. It's awesome. And watch John Wick one through four. Everybody. Here's the thing. This makes you mad. So many people will not ref- absolutely refuse to watch John Wick because the puppy dies. I get it. That's sad, but you need to shut up. Plug your ears and watch this movie and watch this franchise. Don't let something like that stop you. And that's all I got. That was spoilers. Special thank you to our patrons. Druid King. Our business here now is concluded. Brother Brian. Your weapon. Give it to me. Matt Troll. Nick. The Meg. Nurse Stacy. The Wolf. You owe me. Barky420. I claim the coup de grace. P.K. Where do you think he is, heaven or hell? Spencer. Good day. Gale. You'll do the continental proud. Swole. Hunt. Cheese. Zombie. He didn't shoot. Consequences. Request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts. Please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Be sure to check out Corey's podcast, Big Dumb Movie. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. Leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. The blade is in your aorta. You pull it out, you will bleed, and you will die. This is the end of the line.
That was spoilers.